0: episode 135 of Flicks and a Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo, with me, forever and always, the man, the myth, the king of New Windsor, Alessandro Boylesi. Say hello, Al.
1: We have penal codes and penal colonies, but how come when you have an infraction, it isn't called a penalty?
0: Huh. (laughs) (laughs) On, On this week's episode, we say goodbye to Joel Schumacher and other news and nuggets, all before diving into our flick of the week, The King of Staten Island. But first, Al... What are we drinking?
1: Wow. Considering I was the one who tipped off everyone to the fact that Joel Schumacher died, I probably should have had that as one of my news notes <laughs> or nuggets. Totally scrubbed it from my mind. Even though today you then talked about listening to Seal
0: yeah. and Kiss of oh, the It Rose. was a good day. It was a good day. That that album is solid.
1: I I, I feel like from like the three songs I can remember being on the album like the the batman forever album i think i was right in saying how odd it was but
0: also how good it was yeah that the batman forever album strange too but i was listening to the actual seal album
1: oh was it that's the only one <laughs> yeah. off of that album that i'm aware of <laughs> no i realized that as i was saying it i was like i think he means the seal album but regardless yeah. those two things share a kiss from a rose there's For also sure. that was it was it Touch me, thrill me, kiss me, kill me. Is that what it is? The
0: I, I Dad. <laughs> I don't, re- I don't remember the titles of songs. You know me, but yes. Oh,
1: I'm sorry. Actually, I know you don't remember the names of people or characters, but I thought you knew <laughs> songs. Oh no, the, the U2 know. song that's on Batman Forever.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which that is sounds, that sounds about right.
1: Uh, which is an unfortunate and an annoying combination of like five words. Right. So uh, that one. Uh, there's a Smashing pumpkin song on there for sure.
0: That's yeah. You said Batman and Robin. No, I'm sorry, right. I said Batman Forever. Batman. Spanish Pumpkins is on the Batman and Robin.
1: Album. Oh, did I combine two?
0: Yes, you did. And the only reason I know that is I owned and listened to the hell out of that album.
1: You know, I know you did, <laughs> and for some reason though, I still thought that was Batman Forever. No. Uh, no. But I know the I know that the YouTube song is on there because I remember watching the end, like the final ten minutes of Batman Forever, like eight months ago. And then I'm pretty sure the to song plays over the credits, and okay, uh, it might have been right after the uh, uh, Kiss from a Rose on the credits. And
0: Batman Forever to the list. We gotta get that going. We've <laughs> I talked mean, we've about talked about that times, one enough but, that
1: we should do it. Oh, like kind of like the way it's like being grandfathered in the way that Cloud Atlas and X Men yeah. were.
0: You know what we could do is on a week when we when we aren't able to meet, I will have to like just edit all of the things that we've said about it from previous podcasts. <laughs> I'm sure there's an episode in there somewhere.
1: <laughs> but anyway, the beer we're drinking is... Yeah, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> the Belfast Bay Lobster Ale. Uh, and no, I don't believe it's made with real bits of lobster. Damn. <laughs> Before uh, I ask. <laughs> yes, I knew you were going to ask. Ugh. Um, uh.
0: is that Uh, diversity on the front of it
1: oh that is diversity (laughs) which is to say an old old wooden ship (laughs) steam engine too Uh, it's a red ale from Maine um it seems like that's all that there is to say about this. That's
0: it. There's not there's not much of a story here. I had lobster this week. Well, weekend. first of all, it it's delightful.
1: Well, it's great because uh, we were supposed to have lobster. And we ended up having king crab legs, which not no, a bad no, consolation prize. No,
0: I uh, I actually think I prefer the king crab leg. Yeah, they if I'm being great. honest. Well,
1: the thing is because they're comparable in quality. If you want to prefer lobster, that's fine. But we had so many. Um, like I had eight crabs worth of legs. I think.
0: Um, you ever you ever do that thing where you hold the one leg? And you look at it and you think, this is one leg of this sea monster.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, it's funny because that's really like the one you lose the context for, right? Because when you eat a lobster, yeah. you have the lobster. Even when you have like a massive claw, like, you can right. kind of picture what the lobster looks like. Yeah. And it's only when you have a big old crab legs that you think, oh, wow, these are the horrifying nightmare spider arachnids of the sea. Yeah. This would be horrible horrible to be underwater and see this thing up face to face.
0: Yeah, maybe I enjoy it so much because I respect it.
1: <laughs> some of those things like, I only eat what I kill. You
0: know? <laughs> or the Ron Swanson. No, I, I, I swear, if I saw one of those things running around I would lose my shit. Oh my god. Uh, that,
1: was, that was an episode of Parks and Rec, right? Ron Swanson yeah. was, uh, he was walking around with the, the, uh, <laughs> the post-it note with something written on it in some like God knows what language or whatever. He goes, "Can you read this?" He goes, "I have no idea what this says." He goes, "Okay, then you won't be the one to kill me." Yeah.
0: <laughs> so good. Let's. Just, shall we taste this one? Oh yeah, sure. I, I suppose. Cheers.
1: This uh, this is definitely like an Irish red because this reminds me of like Smithwick's, like pretty, pretty strongly actually. Like because this does feel not like I taste
0: cherries. <laughs> you taste cherries? That's what I taste. I don't taste cherries. Is that a stroke? What's happening to me? <laughs> you may have been poisoned. Hmm.
1: Um. And no, I can't speak for how old this beer is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> though I was the one to acquire it, but uh, it came
0: from the time of that old old wooden chip on the front. Yeah. Um. um I like this.
1: You did cut me off a little bit, but you were going to say there's no story here, and I was, gonna, or there's no words here, and I was going to say the you know, first of all, picture tells a thousand words.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's pretty good. That's a that's a. I'll give it a thumb. I'll give it. A, uh, I'll give it a. Oh, you know what it is. All right. So because we talked about having more, there's a little bit more uh in the rating scale. Um. So not not sideways, not up, but just tilted, tilted like, gently in the upward direction, like, like a little spasm, a little yeah, spasm a little, up, little. Oh, what do we call that? Don't we usually do half a thumb? Oh, yeah, isn't it? Uh, and we it's a, it's one, a nub. One thumb knuckle? Yeah. One nub? We got one We got One, one, one thuckle. <laughs> thuckle. <laughs> oh, man. That's what this is. That's what this lobster ale is. Uh, say, yeah, this, it's fine.
1: I was going to say, fine is probably the right word. Um, this mm-hmm. doesn't taste like my red ale, uh, which Mm-mm. we were just talking about the other day, actually, because um, we still have not brewed that beer that we are supposed to brew. But um, but my brother Dominic was, was mentioning how much he enjoyed red ale and wanted to do red ale. And I was like, the way he said it. It was as if that bridge had not been crossed yet. And I was like, you do know that's like to date my most popular beer, right? <laughs> that like multiple people have ordered batches of that beer from me. I have sold a handful of batches of it and the very few amount of beers that I've sold. It's probably up until maybe the brown ale, the best beer that I've done.
0: And the only thing that we've learned from this show is that the peanut gallery does not pay attention to you.
1: No, um, and then gets indignant <laughs> when, uh, when we, we don't invite him onto the show, <laughs> right.
0: right? Formally, uh, I don't know what my deal has been lately, but I've been—I uh, have been pouring my beer into glasses the past couple of weeks. Uh, I've just been like enjoying them out of their container. And I've got I, it for you. I like it. What's that? It's laziness. It's, <laughs> it's not. It's not though. So. I don't know. It's like every couple of sips, I like look at the can. I don't know. It's like a weird.
1: Well, we know you. I feel enjoy... like for some
0: reason in the summer, I like to drinking out of the container better than out of a the glass. There's something
1: primal and barbaric. about Drinking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> oh, that came out of my nose a little bit. <laughs> uh, you're the worst.
1: Uh, or the best? It depends mm. on you know what your scale. What scale? It's you're all a matter from. of perspective.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, um,
1: there is something actually. I think to is it because you're doing more drinking of it outdoors? Is that it?
0: No, maybe. Uh, occasionally. Yeah, well, I guess I guess half of the times that I'm thinking about I was outside.
1: And I prefer drinking if I'm going to be. That's what it's like. There's something about sitting outside with an ice cold bottle. Right. Uh, or can if you have it, but bottle is really better. I don't know why. Like just for that specific yeah, thing. And something it's like a about muscle the memory grip.
0: Thing. The grip and the, in the left hand and the cornhole bag and the right hand. Yes, yes. That's yeah, true. I got you. And I,
1: I, you know, you drink it out of a solo cup or whatever, and that's fine too. But there's something about I think, I think maybe even subconsciously, I unless it's a keg, I don't want to
0: waste the plastic. Like I've already
1: got the bottle or can. Like if I'm in the house, it's going to be a glass. It's going to go in the dishwasher.
0: For sure, I'm not. I'm not going to pour it in a plastic cup. That's not going to happen. Um, it's either out of the its container or it's a glass of varying proportions. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I've got. Uh, I've got, there's far too many options for beer glasses. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's decision paralysis and I'm like, screw it. <laughs> <Sensory> <laughs> right from the source. I'm just going to mainline this beer. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, every sip, this one's growing on me though.
1: Yeah. Um, maybe it's, maybe the palate, maybe your palate's opening up as, uh, as the beer warms up a little bit. I mean, that's a, that's a thing. If you watch like serious like beer nuts, especially like IPAs and stuff like that. You'll see them like they'll mm, like be fidgeting as they like rotate the glass in like their hand mm-hmm. just to warm it up a little bit as they go.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know. Kind of one. They, okay. So story time. Uh, years ago, <laughs> we went to Maryland to visit my sister. It was, it was one of the we uh, used to go on, a, on road trips with my buddies. We would go once a year. We'd usually go to North Carolina. Uh, in this On this particular road trip, we stopped in Maryland before going there. And we visited my sister when she was – she was uh, she was going going to – she was working slash studying at NIH at the time, which was based there. And went to her apartment. Uh, so the first night we got there, you know, just a just hanging out, having beers, relaxing, whatever. And then we went – the next day we went to – we had dinner at this place called Steamers. And from what I understand, Steamers no longer exist, which is a shame. It's just a – it's a travesty. It's too bad. It's uh, – but what it was was uh, – Basically a fly by night d- <laughs> dinner operation because I don't know, like the sound thinking bad. about it. It was like it looked like the inside of like a kind of like, like a seafood place you know like it had like the wooden walls type of thing going on, and like the you know I feel like they were like the the captain's wheel here and there you yeah, know things like yeah. that that type like nautical decoration could you
1: could you hear the echoes of sea shanty sang past
0: <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> but uh but then. It looked that way if you looked in one direction, but in the other direction it was clear that you were just in a tent. Um what? It was that well, that's why that's why I feel like maybe like it was it was packed up and gone the next day maybe, who knows.
1: Wait, but, so you're saying there wasn't wood and walls. No, there was
0: on one side. I don't know how I don't know how to explain so this. So it was a
1: literal <laughs> lean-to.
0: <laughs> I think that it was basically just a ship come ashore and the sail was dropped down as a tent. <laughs> that's what it. Fe- that's what it felt like. I'm so anyway. confused
1: by your half building, half not building.
0: Yeah, it's very weird. But Which one we was all it? we, we <laughs> were <laughs> all hanging out there. Uh, we had some delicious food. There was like all sorts of of seafood we had all these like different types of shrimp and hush puppies and uh, like all sorts of fun stuff right like really like really just like not good for you fried and not like, even some not fried but like just like really there's really a reason they call
1: stuff. it soul food because it's not good for your body
0: <laughs> great is like good food like that and like there was the, and, and beer was flowing and um some of us were not of age but apparently that didn't matter to trey the owner
1: uh, well, that's what happens when you can pack up
0: and leave when you're in your go bag at any time. So There was a, it was like one of those, like there was the, our waitress was hammered the entire time and she just kept pouring us drinks. So we weren't asking for it. She they was just kept coming. side, right? And then it was, she, she was definitely on the ten side. She was manning the sale and then, <laughs> uh, there is, so, she she was coming over with drinks, constantly filling the beers. We had buckets of beers coming every once in a while. Ray came over and hung out, said hello, and was real happy that everybody was enjoying themselves. And Did he just
1: grabs a your plate
0: end, while he's hanging out. Yeah, right. Yeah, just leaves yeah, <laughs> leans over, grabs a crab leg. Oh, uh, good match this week. <laughs> and then we uh at the end of the night the waitress brought a she brought a, a tray of what she was calling the shot of Bethesda, which was it was just Grand Marnier um and and i mean she was she she little was little known fact
1: like, grand Marnier is bottled and distilled in in baltimore <laughs>
0: right she goes she she was like you're really gonna enjoy this we're like what is it and she goes i don't know but it's gonna fuck you up <laughs> like
1: okay you're gonna um, like the first, way you feel i guarantee first,
0: it first off <laughs> No, (laughs) but uh, completely it was ridiculous. But all this is is coming around to say is there I had this dinner there that I feel like I've been chasing for years because I can't have it anymore because the place is gone. But it was basically just this pot of crab meat that had been pulled out of the bone and stuffed into a pot and had like a little bit of like a like a seasoned lemony breadcrumb sprinkled on top.
1: Hang on a second. Did you say crab meat pulled off the bone?
0: Did I pull out of the what did I say? Did I say off the bone? Did I really? What sort of crabs have you been eating? Uh, chickens. <laughs> uh, no, uh, whatever, pulled out of the shell. That's a weird thing, but anyway, pulled out of the shell, stuffed into this pot. And it was like it was like it almost like the you know the 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 classic French onion pot. I like do. I've been to restaurants yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one of those, but stuffed with crab meat. and then this like lemony. Bre- Dude, I don't understand. how This was so delicious. But what the reason why this story is coming up is I could taste that and then washing it down with this. And it, it seems like a nice match.
1: So the, I noticed an Inception thing going on here. Because when you were in or next to Steamers. It's hard to say.
0: Um, you <laughs> can hear. Yeah, I steam- was steamers when You can <laughs>
1: um, hear the echoes of Sea Shanty's past. And right. while you're drinking this beer, you can taste. Four sixes. <laughs> you can Four. taste and smell the meals of Steamers Past. So there's songs tucked inside of a restaurant, tucked inside of this beer.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
1: Basically, it's Lobsterception.
0: Lobsterception. And Slobster.
1: <laughs> no, it sounded <laughs> too much like Slob. I don't like it.
0: Uh, just moving on uh no it's yeah i actually i don't know i've been i'm enjoying this beer more and more so news and nuggets
1: yes i really technically <laughs> only have one <laughs> nugget although i do actually now that i think about it have an anecdote from about two uh mm. yeah two and a half hours ago
0: i'm, I'm a fan of anecdotes you want to start there
1: yeah let's start with the anecdote
0: so mentioned to you a
1: couple weeks ago started took on a new role the company sure um, working Much longer hours, which is why sometimes I'm a little bit scattershot coming in here, coming in hot and watch the final 20 minutes of this movie (laughs) seconds before we got on the computer. Um, Yeah, because it's a normal way to watch movie, you know, watch 80% of it one night and then 20% of it and then immediately start talking about it. Yeah. Um, You know, sometimes I have incredible notes like last week Um, and sometimes I have no notes like today. Um, Right. Working very I, know, long I thought out. you were going
0: to say some of incredible notes, like last week's. And somehow I have no notes, like most weeks. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, at least most <laughs> weeks recently. <laughs> you know, we're talking 60 hours. We're talking about like 550 miles on the road um, in, in a given week. So I walk in on the manageable time of 7 p.m., which is about 12 and a half hours after I started the day. And I walk past the president of sales in our company And he said, hi. And, you know, he's a very nice guy. Very affable. Um,
0: Seems to have taken a liking to me so far. I'm picturing this like the scene in Clue when the butler is running around (laughs) explaining the story. And you were there. And you were there. And you were there. He came in. He said, hello, hello.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, kind of. Um, So anyway, I realized that I hadn't actually seen or spoken to him in weeks because I come into and leave the office before he shows up in the morning. And I come into and leave the office after he's left for the day. <laughs> so right. I haven't seen him since I took on this new job. And so he's like, hey, how's it going? And I was like, oh, great. And, you know, we kind of have small talk for a minute or two. And, you know, he goes, so how's everything going since, you know, you started the new, the new role, you know? I was like, oh, it's going well. Um, he goes, you know, I noticed you've been working really long hours, you know, had, racking up a lot of miles, you know. how is everything all right? And I was like, well, I'm still here. Uh, (laughs) but then I immediately laughed in the way I just did now and so I assumed that he would take it for the joke it was intended to be though of course there's a grain of truth to that Uh, (laughs) um, I I, I do feel like I'm being um, spread a little thin Um, but I also didn't want to let him know because my boss through the chain of command directly reports to him eventually through the intermediary of the vice president who's a little bit more hands on with these things um and i was like wow i am in the middle of a conversation that could make me and my boss well more my boss than anything look really bad and i i don't want to do that sure uh <laughs> it's like the direct opposite of what i want to do I was like looking for an escape hatch to this conversation without like literally throwing a smoke bomb uh <laughs> or setting off major alarm bells mm. and you know so we're kind of going through and you know i was like oh you know like because he's like so uh You know, is there uh, anything we can, like, kind of do to make it, like, less? And I was like, well, no, because the way it works is if I do less, someone else has to do more. Like, it is zero sum. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not complaining. And also remember, you came to me to start this conversation, not the other way around. (laughs) Like, like, I'm good. And, And, like, I didn't, like, I wasn't really complaining about anything. And so, like, at the end of the conversation, he's like, like, we were, still kind of, like, laughing, smiling, whatever, like, it was fine. So I assumed that he got the joke that I made. Sure. And at the end of it, like, the smile disappeared from his face. He goes, well, please let me know uh, if there's anything that, I mean, help that you (laughs) need. Um, We don't want to chase you away. And I was like, oh, God, no. Uh, I was like, like, no, uh, please, I really did not mean to scare you. I'm I'm saying this, I was like, I really didn't mean to scare you. It was a joke. <laughs> like, a, I'm okay, I promise.
0: <laughs> Blink twice if you're under duress. <laughs>
1: yeah, right? And I was like, Jesus Christ. So now I got to talk to my boss about this tomorrow morning. <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: I'm going to need those CPS reports on my desk.
1: <laughs> well, the worst part about it is he'll almost certainly be in tomorrow morning when I'm in, which is not the normal case because we started our like Wednesday like group meeting up Mm -hmm. again last week and i didn't get the memo for that one and of course it was the one day in the last month that i was almost running late so when i walk in and i'm like huh there is no one here that's not normal oh wait they brought back those meetings that i only get to be part of like two of before the pandemic (laughs) shut that down real quick (laughs) and so i run upstairs to the conference room and everyone is wearing masks and everyone is spaced with precision across the room in chairs and i was like nice Now i got to walk past everyone, including the CEO who's here. Yeah, and then like for
0: whatever reason this day you have tap shoes on? No, but (laughs) I do wear
1: heavy boots. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, so I'm going to have to get into work early tomorrow and find my boss and be like, hey, so just so you know, he might be (laughs) be like, hey, what's going on? And I'm so sorry because it was really not how I expected that conversation (laughs) to go.
0: (laughs) And this is why I work with five other people.
1: <laughs> the thing is uh, my experience so far has really been great. Unfortunately now I've been there long enough and also I've been pulled deep enough into the fold that I'm starting to see the petty squabbles and the bullshit. Um, that being said, I still really surprised that with w- maybe one or two exceptions, everyone in this company is really nice and I don't, there's Good. not really any accounting for it. Um, which isn't to say that there aren't people who hold grudges against each other. They just do a good job of hiding it, and part of that is because most of us spend very little time in large groups or anything. Everyone's out on the road all the time, so
0: yeah. Um, Joel Schumacher passed. He did, and uh, we make fun. We make fun of the Batman movies yes. uh, that he did. Uh, but he does said- have quite. He does have quite the catalog.
1: He's got a very weird catalog. I was looking it's, at it it's, last
0: it's night. A, it's a little all over the map. <laughs>
1: like, I just want to say, I, I can't remember if they're the same year or back-to-back years, but he did Batman Forever and A Time to Kill. Yeah. And yeah. I cannot find a way to make those two things fit. They're,
0: they're, they're, I mean, they're basically the same movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but what I, so the, what I wanted to focus on is this little, the story came up uh, in my newsfeed, uh, uh, it was an interview with Seal and he was talking about how he loves Joel Schumacher. This explains how, a
1: little bit more why you were listening to Seal now.
0: Right. And how he's so grateful to him. And the story goes, which is it's just tremendous, is Seal came out with a second album and he uh, Kissed by a Rose was one of the singles for that album, is it one "Kiss by a Rose" or "From a Rose"? From a Rose, "Kiss from a Rose."
1: No, There's I was actually s- asking because when I said it the first time, I was like, "Shit, I'm not actually sure if I'm getting the name right."
0: Uh, I for some reason I, I I always say bye, but I could be wrong. Because well, that it's was from. what I want. It's from. It's 100. The, the thing from. is, "Kiss from a Rose."
1: I almost said it the first time, and I was like, "But I feel like it's from," and I almost actually yeah. stumbled uh, and said both at the same time.
0: <laughs> it's from. So, "Kiss from a Rose" uh, was one of the four singles from that, and. It had reached as high as number, I think it was number 60 or number 40. It's either number 60 or 40, and then it dropped the next week to 60 or 80. Like, you know, whatever the, I think it was 60 and 80. But either way, it was one week, it hit 60, say, and then it drops to 80. And then it kind of just fizzled out, and that's it. It's over. There was like surprising nothing.
1: surprising, considering right. it is a damn good song. Is very of its time.
0: Yeah, so he goes, you know, he starts going back to work again. You know, he's working on a new album. He's working on album number three. He's in the studio. He's writing. He's recording all this stuff. Uh, Schumacher calls him and says, I like your. I love your music. I need a song for a romantic scene between Val Kilmer and Nicole Kidman in my movie. And he's like, what do you got for me? And he, you know, he apologized. He was like, we just wrapped the second album. We're not even promoting it anymore. Like, we're working on a new album at this time. And he said, oh, okay. Uh, Seal's agent forwarded him the second album, highlighting the song, Kiss from a Rose. The next day, Schumacher calls Seal back and says, I love your song. I can't use it for the scene that I was thinking of, but I want it for the credits. Can okay. we do that? And, you know, obviously he's like, you know, uh, agrees to that. And then that song leads to seal into four Grammys and it's like, it blows up. It goes insane. It's just such a, and he's like, he's, he says, you know, he's so grateful and he'll always love Jill Schumacher for that. Like he, he, he was, it was, it seemed like a very genuine interview, which was really nice. Uh, And I was just like, what, what absurd, we were almost deprived of that song. (laughs) Like, it's so good.
1: And then if that, that song never had a moment.
0: Oh, my God. Between So not only is the song incredible, uh, it definitely adds a point on a scale of 1 to 10 for Batman Forever. Like, that, that song adds a full point. Uh, <laughs> whatever oh, the rating. rating is, you add 1. Uh, and then you get the music video, which if we went through Wait. that decade without Seal dropping to his knees and ripping his shirt off, <laughs> saying,
1: baby! <laughs> I was going to say, I'm trying to remember now if... Did the music video have scenes from the movie?
0: I don't remember if it had scenes from a movie. There was a bad signal. There was snow. Yeah, I think it did. I think it had I think it had like Bruce going to like the graveyard or something. I don't know if there were scenes from the movie or if it was scenes with the actors.
1: Okay, because I was trying to remember, I was like, am I misremembering like just like a cut up, like a like a essentially like a fan type trailer with the song on the background, or was
0: that the official video? Yeah, no, it was that, that was that was the video. I'm pretty sure, it, and it's insane. Uh, which you should, if you don't remember it, you should 100% go out. But anyway, that was a that was just a fun little story that came along with all these all the other things. It was like I kept getting blown away. And like article after article, it was like he made this movie, and I went, "What?" And then he made this movie. What? And this movie? <laughs> yes, is the answer. And you're like, "All right." And then and then, and then apparently made Kiss from a Rose happen by promoting seal's music because he loved it so much and i'm like that's awesome it sucks that it wasn't recognized alone for the ridiculously amazing song that it is i love that that song i love that album so much uh i have i I think i I might have said this on this on the show before that was of my sets of of the music that i owned when i was younger the seal cassette tape i'm pretty sure was the first thing that i owned
1: oh fantastic
0: Yeah, which I mean, I bought it because I got I liked the song and then it was in the Batman movie. And obviously I was obsessed Uh, and I bought and I bought it at a at the Wiz. Do you remember the Wiz?
1: (laughs) I do not.
0: (laughs) Anyway, I bought the seal cassette tape at the Wiz and I would listen to it on my (laughs) boombox.
1: I'm pissed now because not only did I fucking like screw up completely in not having this as one of my nuggets. um, I'm going to bring something up, not just for like the hell of it. Mm. Uh, for the, uh, I didn't find out until he died that Joel Schumacher was gay. Not that that matters, sure, in, in any way, shape, or form, other than the fact that there was a tweet written by someone who was appreciating how someone could be openly gay and as famous a director as he was for so long, and right. like talking about how there was like a quote he made about how he just wanted to make a bunch of movies that were proudly gay, and I was like. So I've seen oh. a bunch of his movies, and I've been aware of his existence for 25 years, sure. and had no idea he was gay. Right. So how subtextual was the gayness in these movies
0: exactly? <laughs> <laughs>
1: but I never put this two and two together until you are saying it explicitly the day he died.
0: Uh, um, that's, yeah.
1: Like, it's really just like, that's all the only part of it is like, apparently everyone knew this except for me, is I guess what I'm yeah.
0: saying? <laughs> uh, I, well, except for us, I had no idea. Again, it's not something that I would have even thought about, though.
1: No, um, but now that I was, I was trying to find the tweet, and so there was a lot of tweets in the past twenty four hours about him and his gayness. And okay, however, however many people, um, how he was an icon to gay people. I didn't.
0: I I had no idea he was such an icon to the, in that in that community.
1: Neither did I, which is why That's I'm crazy. surprised that I literally only yeah. found out yesterday. That was the only point of me bringing it up. Was just also, awesome. how, how am I not aware of this right now? It's for a rose. <laughs> Gay icon, this is great. <laughs> well, and so there was a quote that he said something along the lines of he believes he has had sex with twenty thousand different men, and I was like, holy shit, that is, um that's a lot.
0: That is, by all accounts, a number.
1: Yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, it is surely a number. Um, regardless, though, it reminds me of there was was it? It wasn't Clyde Frazier. It might have been Clyde Frazier, actually. <laughs> One of the those basketball players from that that era, who <laughs> said something similar, not about men, obviously, but about women in this case, like, estimated the amount of, like, women he had sex with, and I was like, holy shit, like, we're talking about, like, there's, like, those, like, just a handful of amount of people who've had that of sex with anyone, like, call it a thousand, forget about 20,000. Right. <laughs> call it a thousand, yeah. like, we're talking, like, Genghis Khan, a couple of athletes, apparently Joel Schumacher, and, right. like, um... I'm totally blanking on his name, but, uh, Rolling Stones, uh, Mick Jagger. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, like, you could probably count on a couple of hands how many people had sex with that many people. It's like, how do you keep track?
0: You're like, I don't know which number is the line where it becomes too much, but you're on the other side of that
1: line. (laughs) Like, long, long on the other side of that line. Like, how many bedposts must one notch, uh...
0: (laughs) It looks like a toothpick.
1: <laughs> no, I meant like, oh, this, this, this bedpost has all the notches it can handle. Time to move on to the next bedpost. Oh, <laughs> oh.
0: I just assumed you whittled it down.
1: <laughs> What's that? Oh, you always carry that toothpick around with you? Is that a good luck chart? Tra- no, this used to be my bedpost.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he just like takes a bite out of it and he goes 20,001. <laughs> oh, man that's that's absurd. Uh but anyway, uh it definitely uh was definitely going through some clips of those Batman movies and man, I I really 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 need to rewatch Batman forever. I love that movie so much. It's been too long.
1: It is a fun.
0: For sure. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um I it's not good, but I do love the movie as well.
0: Mm-hmm. It is
1: a hell of a ride. Um Though now, actually, as I think about it more, the gayness thing—it uh, would possibly explain the nipples on the bat
0: suit. Uh, maybe I don't know. <laughs> it's I just just op- openness, maybe. Like, is that? Like, like openness to sexuality, maybe. Well, I mean, it's just like okay, so we've
1: we've given him rippling muscles within the rubber of the suit. Like, why not? Let's just make it as close to a man's torso as possible. This is the right, there's
0: the nipples. There, there they are. <laughs> if the only thing they could have made that better is if, like, the bulge was like slightly to one side.
1: <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like that would have been a little bit more explicit. Like nipples aren't explicit. They're just
0: sure they
1: got nipples. Focker, can you milk? Can you milk <laughs> Right.
0: right. Yes. Answer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. God, I want to rewatch those movies. Okay, I don't necessarily want to rewatch Batman and Robin again uh, anytime soon. I have definitely seen that one more recently. I uh,
1: I do feel like at this point I probably need to rewatch it because as I think about it. It's possible I've only seen the whole thing one time. Oh no way! Yeah, really? it's possible the only time I've ever seen the whole oh, man. movie is the first time I saw it.
0: All right. Well,
1: I guess we'll make that happen too. Well, but, we did uh, talk about that being part of Bad Movie Night, which we still haven't gotten off the ground.
0: Well, I don't know if we'll do that be only because it was already part of a pretty epic Bad Movie Night. So
1: that's true. Well, but I meant for the I meant more that's, that's the intentional fair. watching of a that's bad movie fair. for the show than yeah. the specific bad movie night that you oh.
0: Would do. My God, sorry. This just blew my mind. The other day, (laughs) I was scrolling through Amazon Prime's movies, and I came across No Retreat, No Surrender, and I got extremely excited. I don't know if you remember how I was obsessed with this movie, but me and my friend Patrick were obsessed with No Retreat, No Surrender. We watched it every time we hung out.
1: I don't recall that.
0: It was ridiculous. Jean-Claude Van Damme's first movie. It's insanely bad. So good. <laughs> anyway.
1: They've talked uh, a lot about Van Damme on Cinephobe. Um, and I'm like, I've never actually seen a Van Damme.
0: It was really? No. Oh, we'll have to correct that. You've seen The Expendables. He's been in those, hasn't that's he? That's
1: not a Van Damme movie.
0: That's, that's fair. That is very fair. This isn't really either because pretty, he's just the bad guy. Uh, and he's there like a little bit. This is um, Predator? No, this is like Karate Kid-esque. But just not even close. <laughs> and uh, I got really excited. And then I realized that it had Rift Tracks. And it's like, it's not even the movie. It's somebody making fun of <laughs> No Retreat, No Surrender over it. And it's was like, oh, my God, like this movie exists somewhere in my parents' basement on VHS. But I, now I'm not certain that I wonder where I can get the actual like a real copy of it today to watch. Because, oh, my- and then the theme song kicked in. Oh, man. The theme song is great. It's got an 80s montage. Nice. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Wait, did, did John claude Van Damme do what George Lucas never could? Did he
1: personally destroy every copy of this movie so that no one could watch it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not, because the Riff tracks guys got it. But, uh, oh, man, that brought me back. Uh, and if you are listening and you have seen No Retreat, No Surrender, I need you to tweet Al... And make sure that he, that we get this movie on the show. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Stand on your own. There's no retreat. There's no surrender. Oh, it's got it's
1: one, got one a- that they actually made their own? Yes! Oh,
0: God. <laughs> oh, my God. So Man, I remember being so, so horribly good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, I feel like it's so much worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, need to, I really need to watch it again. I just, from waving my arms and singing that theme song, I apparently hit my daily activity goal. Oh, nice. So that's cool. My watch just informed me. <laughs> it's a good news day. <laughs> but uh, anyway, you got, you got another new? Uh,
1: I have one nugget. It's a tweet, much like last okay. week. Hmm. Let me access said tweet. Okay. So I was hoping when I found this one and I added this to the rundown, I was still under the impression Brian was going to be on with us. Brian, uh, of okay. course, the third spin tune um, has game bites, his podcast with Anthony in which they do video game things, sure. which I have not been on yet, which is fine. Uh, which I have not listened to. <laughs> I'm June. not bitter. What's that? <laughs> I'm not bitter. No, no. Uh, <laughs> but I was going to follow up by saying, which I have not had a chance to listen to yet, which is a good reason to not be invited. Um, and also because I'm incredibly busy, <laughs> barely sleep. Goddamn it! Um, anyway, so you guys were talking about EA Play the other day. Did you guys right? Is it EA Play or EA Live? Which one was?
0: it I don't know. The event the that e- was e- the EA event about a bunch of the e- EA, EA, games event. Coming- EA event. I don't know what it was called. EA event. I don't know what it was called. Untitled EA event. Yeah. <laughs> uh, untitled EA Summer of 2020. <laughs> so. We talked
1: a little bit about Star Wars Squadrons. You sure. and Brian, I'm sure, talked about more than just that. Did you see the quote-unquote presentation on the new untitled Dragon Age game?
0: From no, that? I didn't. I didn't see any of that conference except for the trailer for Squadrons.
1: Oh, sorry. I thought you watched it. Because I, I remember the two of you guys mm-hmm. were messaging like while it was coming on. So I thought you were watching. Maybe not as closely as him, but I thought you no. saw something. Okay. So they announced... The, a new untitled Dragon Age game a couple of years ago
0: with right wasn't uh, it just like fire and a dragon face or something like that or like a skeleton was, so it
1: was the red Lyrium idol from the second game with a voiceover um, and yes it was like a very short video clip yeah. unveiling the Lyrium idol and so that was their official you know
0: confirmation that the game was being made and people been. flipped out and they went man do i feel left out right now <laughs>
1: right <laughs> i'm actually surprised especially with all the time that you've had that you never really mm. dove into those games at all um, yeah
0: it just never it's something that i and not for any lack of interest i just it just never happened yeah. it wasn't
1: yeah but anyway um so i wasn't sure if you saw they released a couple of screen or like not screenshots like you know images from the game, like game engine, it's not obviously polished, yeah, yeah, alpha, yeah. like not final, but it's like in game engine, it looks great. Um, and it's just world stuff. I don't even think there was any people in it in any way, okay. shape, or form. Like, I think it was, you know, here's a wall that's been like crumbling, you know, like a rock wall that's crumbled. Like, here's a tree, and like, so like, there's creepy looking, you know, it looks ethereal and stuff, which is big, and it's going to be even bigger with this, this game because there's plenty of normal um, settings in that game. So, there was one particular one that's been passed around the internet. You know, it's real. Like they, yeah, he said this is from Dragon Age. Um, and it was this tree, and it's weird, and there's like growth around it. And it looks mm-hmm. great, it looks fantastic. Um, so, there was a tweet <laughs> from a couple of days ago um, that was apparently from someone. It's not someone I'm familiar with, actually. His name's uh, Gabe Hyland. Um, he's some sort of like product director for BioWare and so he had a tweet that said as some here have learned my job is data and giving the team feedback on what the people crave so I feel like I should find out and then he created a poll with the question do you want to date the tree (laughs) (laughs) the four four choices were yes the tree is hot if it has a tragic past (laughs) (laughs) tree and I are just friends rivalments only (laughs) Nice. Uh, the winner of the poll was if it has a tragic past. Nice. Uh, which, you know, could be true of just about any game that has romance options, but is especially true of. Trees. Bio. <laughs> of BioWare. <laughs> <of> BioWare games. <laughs> and especially, especially true of Dragon Age ones. There is a. And not with a spoiling Dragon Age Inquisition for anyone who hasn't played who might have an interest in it. Uh, it's a huge part of that. That someone has a very tragic past. And. Leaves you with a tragic future if you romance
0: it. All so. I'm hearing is, is Vince vaughn well Known Wilson going haunted past. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm
1: just thinking about how horny Bioware fans are to fuck that tree. Um, which, mm. you
0: know what, fair enough. Sure. T- to each their own. Yeah. As long as you're not hurting anybody. I'm fine. I mean,
1: you might, be hu- you might be hurting
0: the tree. Um, you might be hurting yourself more than the tree. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there are sylvans in the Dragon Age canon, which are living trees. So...
0: Oh. Oh, it's dear. not like, yeah, so I'm just <laughs>
1: saying, like, they're not as inanimate as you may think.
0: <laughs> it's a it's a, it's a clerk to clerks to interspecies erotica. <laughs> 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 oh, man. That's funny. I love that that won the poll. Uh, speaking of games, I have been deep into The Last of Us Part 2, and oh, man, there are video games, and then there's whatever the hell this is, and it is just. Intense, it's everything. Uh, I'm putting Neil Druckmann up there with favorite directors of all time, like, that, wow. like that's how good this is. Uh, I know there's a lot of people that have issues with it. Um, I'm not saying you're wrong, I'm saying that just maybe look a little bit me. You might not just be, I can totally understand not being in the mood for a game like this right now because it is super fucking dark, like it's heavy, everything's heavy, Fair. Uh, and it might not be the right time for you to play it. That's one, but if you can't see what's happening in this game, or like how these characters are developing, or what's blowing my mind is uh, I think her name is Ashley Johnson, the voice of Ellie. Okay. She plays her at different ages, does the voice of her at different ages, and just the, like, just the way that she's able to convey that character through, through I mean, I know there's mocap and facial expression and stuff, but it's really the voice acting that stands apart, and it's un real <laughs> and it's just i i i cannot stress enough go buy a playstation <laughs> and play this game holy crap uh,
1: you know if everyone if every time someone made a request of me to buy a new console i would go broke because someone was badgering me to buy a switch the other day i was like i i just bought a new truck like i i'm gonna hold off on big ticket purchases well, uh, for
0: w- when the uh, when the next series of consoles come out, I will definitely be lending you this one so that you can play through this game. Oh, okay. And well, play through both games, honestly, because you, you you should. And uh, my God, if, you, uh, if you've if you been sleeping on it for some reason and you have the ability to play it, man, do it.
1: You know, I was curious. And again, I was hoping that even though this isn't Game bites, you know, yeah. I was going to want to ask you and Brian about this game because it's obviously in the zeitgeist right now. I'm still curious about these things, even though I'm not going to play it because I don't have a PlayStation. Um, I'm been confused because even before Brian had said that thing to us about the ratings, I had seen something about it and I'm just confused because it's, it's in, at least in recent times though, the best similar comparison I can come up with is when the last Jedi came out, right? Mm. Critics reviews very high Fan reviews very low and this is actually even more stark
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, the the split between critics and um, and fan reviews of this game I'm very surprised I don't understand it the few like not reviewers but the few people I've seen talking about the game online have been positive yeah so I'm confused as to what's going on like what well, are if, the if, gripes?
0: if you are if you are unfortunate enough to have fallen into some of the negative comments about this game. The majority of them are very hateful, Uh,
1: but like what? What are they like?
0: Hateful themed? Like, is there a Uh, theme to it, or is female lead character, uh, lesbian relationships, things like that? Like, real hateful shit. Oh, okay. So similar
1: similar to the Last Jedi, then.
0: And now there are. There's definitely going to be valid criticisms for the game, but that's not a valid criticism for anything. Sure. Um, And. That's infuriating, but there's some there's some really nasty shit out there about it, and it's okay. not, It's not cool.
1: Well, I, so um, it's it's the last Jedi all over again, right? It's this thing isn't what I want it to be. So I'm gonna bitch. And but
0: like, it, what's what's crazy to me is that none of that was hidden from anyone that was in trailers and teasers going into the game. Like it was they, none of that stuff is a shock. Okay. I don't understand what the problem, like, well, I don't understand, well, no, I do understand it's people being ignorant and hateful, but, uh, it's just unwarranted and it's a, it's a real shame because the game should be put on a pedestal because it is so insane. Like now there's, there are games that are going to be like at the, at at its core, depending on the type of person you are, when you play games, you might really just want to put a game in and have a good time, right? Yeah. Play it. That's not the kind of game that it is. Now, granted, like there's a lot of fun to be had, especially depending on your play style in it, but it's a real serious drama movie. That's what, they, that's what it is. Well,
1: the the other thing about that, though, is I feel like, and I'm I'm generalizing, I'm sure there's a stray sure. thing here or there, but you don't go out of your way to poorly review a game because you weren't in a good mood for the game. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah, just yeah. stop playing the game for mm-hmm. a while and like or or your review is oh you know this this game was a little too dark for me like and those typically those reviews typically aren't filled with vitriol
0: no no um the i i will say i, I watched this interesting video um earlier today that Alana Pierce put out about video game ratings and metacritic and things like that and how like certain uh, i don't know I don't know how deep this goes but like certain ways that it calculates are like based on the review itself. If the reviews don't have a score themselves, that can be quantified. Like if it's just a verbal review, like it might try to infer a score, which could, um, I mean, I could, I could see, I could understand you not being, uh, a huge fan of like the gameplay and really rating it hardcore against that. Like if, if you're like, if you're like a more of a purist game, like video game person, you know what I mean? Like if you just like, Gaming, like fun playing the game, like I could see, like oh, this is not that. This is more of a, like it's got some insane mechanics that are just like unreal. But the core of this game is the incredible story, and I would actually argue. I know like some people are are like praise it for the for its balance between the two. I think it's very heavily narrative that is amazing, and the gameplay is 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 decent. It's fun. Like I have I have a lot of fun. I'm actually honestly this time around I, I learned from the last game playing it multiple times that i'm playing this time on easy and i'm having so much fun with it because i really just want the story okay but like playing it on easy the, the parts that would be super stressful like they're all they're still stressful somehow and that's has a lot to do with the score and the way that they um like orchestrate the scenarios and like the set pieces and all that but it's like you you can basically make the play the game how you want to play it so i've been playing it like when it's on easy you could have a lot more fun with just like firefights basically when rather than being a little sneaky and like, considering, like, I could always find materials that I need because I'm playing on, like, a super easy mode. Yeah. Um, but, like, like I said, I'm I'm in this 100% for the story.
1: So it's kind of similar in some ways to the way that you started off with, like, Jedi
0: Fallen Order. Uh, yeah, well, I started that on just its normal difficulty.
1: Okay. I couldn't remember if you said you played the first time on Easy or on, on no. Medium. Or was it no, sorry, no, pa- Padawan or Jedi or...
0: No, I just played, I played that one on normal, like, just from the get-go, and then, uh, that was, that was the first game that I actually increased difficulty and played through again, like, fully, because I really enjoyed the gameplay. I thought the gameplay mechanics in that game were insane. Like, I wouldn't play this game on hardcore. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have fun with it.
1: Okay, well, I, I, I understand the intent was slightly different, but I meant, it's like, similarly, where you, you weren't there from the, for the challenge first time through. You were there right. for the experience, so mm-hmm. didn't overwhelm yourself with difficulty.
0: Yeah, that's 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 fair. That, that that would be. But at the end of the day, I didn't I didn't go down to like an easier mode. I say that no, well, normally, like I usually just go through a game on normal. That's like just how I play games. Mm. Uh, I don't increase the difficulty because I don't find the excessive t- like my work is challenging. Like I, like I don't want you know what I mean? Like I don't I'm not looking for another set of absurd puzzles. Uh, I'm looking to like I like I like a few in my game you know I, I like to have to think about it but I don't want to be frustrated and that's what I find those like really hard difficulties to end up doing um that being said playing through F- Fallen Order on like a normal difficulty and then playing through it again on harder like that was actually that was like the challenge that I needed like it was fresh to play the game again because you made it a little bit more complicated
1: yeah you know well, yeah, cuz it would totally alter the way that you would engage with the world around you it would totally alter the way that you approached a certain fight. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it was, uh, prioritize different like skill sets, despite the fact that there wasn't a ton of variety through it. Actually, if any failing in the, the combat, um, like progression was that they maybe could have had slightly more variation in how you approached it. But, yeah. um, there like, even with, even if you chose all the exact same skills, you could go in on a different difficulty and your gameplay was radically yeah. different.
0: Right, right. Um, but man, I if I I, I don't know what they're going to do with this series, like, but if if it's anything but a one for one retelling of the story with full, like, just like a full direction and acting, and the, like, then they're probably going to be losing out on something unless they unless they write some other side story that's going to be, be I don't know what's going on with the series, but <laughs> uh, like, if you could, if you I would I would watch this whole game, I wouldn't I would be. Perfectly fine with just watching the whole game okay that's how insanely well directed it is and insanely well established and set up and built out like the, it's it's the it's by far the most beautiful video I've ever played wow it's like I, like hands down zero competition <laughs> <laughs> and like just purely visually you mean or yeah yeah it's insane, and I think it has a lot to do with uh there's a there's like real, real director skill behind a lot of what's going on visually. Mm-hmm. And uh, it shows and they really Dude, you play you play the guitar a lot in the game, like just for like, uh, like that will lead you into some extended story, like cutscene or some other piece or you could just sit there and you could play it because they made this really cool mechanic where you pick a chord and you strum the touchpad and it's ridiculous it's so cool but this is really cool fingers... mechanic where
1: you hook up your guitar hero <laughs> right
0: right <laughs> but the the character's fingers are like in the right spot and the strings are bent the right way and it's like and like there's like a little bit of like a, that that like rubbing sound when she switches from chord to chord like it's it's the detail is insane <laughs> like tuning the guitar sounds right when she's doing it Like I don't know, it's it's so cool. It's it's nice when that sort
1: of thing happens where it's like, oh, they actually like played a guitar for the sequence and like stuck a microphone really close so it sounds like the way it sounds when you're playing an acoustic guitar. Like when you go from the we made sounds like a guitar to no, this is a guitar. You know, I think you know there was a similar one. I don't. I think it was from. Mass Effect 1 to Mass Effect 2, or maybe it's from Mass Effect 2 to Mass Effect 3. They literally got guys who shot guns to bring a bunch of different guns to shoot them so that the right. guns sounded like guns. Right. And it's like, huh, that seems what revolutionary. <laughs> uh,
0: well, I will say that I'm gonna tell you something right now. It is a it is not a mainline story spoiler. It is uh it's actually one of the it's one of like, there's a lot of things that you could do where you could explore the area and trigger certain things and like watch a little cutscene or like read a little note or something. Uh, this particular one, I'm pretty sure from the way that I was playing the game, you could skip it entirely. Like you might not even find it your first playthrough. Mm. Um, so I'm going to tell you that right now. So you could skip ahead a couple of minutes if you don't want to hear anything, if you want to go in completely raw. But there's a scene There's a portion of the game where you're walking through, where you're, you're exploring through Seattle, and there's a music store off to the right. And if you go in the music store and walk around and go up the stairs and then go into the correct room, there's a guitar sitting in a case. And you can open that case and pick out the guitar and you can start playing it. And then if you follow along and start playing the chords that it's saying to play, it triggers a cutscene. And so it starts off really slow, like her remembering how to play something. And then starting to play the song. And it's an acoustic version of Take On Me. And it was amazing. And I was an emotional wreck afterwards because of the implications of the song. <laughs> it was so good. The way that they did it, I, I, I cannot explain to you how beautiful this game
1: is. See, whenever I hear anything about that song, they lose me. Because I always think of the greatest commercial that's ever been made. And it's the Volkswagen commercial in which... <laughs> It turns into like the music video where it's like sketched on paper, and it's a guy sitting in an office meeting, and he's doodling, and he's singing the song, and he sings it out loud. Mm-hmm. Is, and <laughs> that,
0: that's like in relation to the actual music video, and also that's what like that Family Guy skit is based on too, right? Is the actual music video with the with the sketching?
1: Yeah, yeah, that that was all yeah. in the actual original video. Yeah. And, you know, he goes, he goes, oh my god, out loud. <laughs> it's the greatest commercial has ever been
0: uh, it's so good anyway because we've all been there play right? that, you know, play that game
1: You you think something in your head and you realize like oh god I really hope I didn't like and you didn't do it out loud but you're like oh boy if I had done that out loud
0: yikes oh no dude one day Chris and I were going to Six Flags and we were blasting that song and singing it real loud windows down and <laughs> his car pulls up next to us and they're laughing at us and Chris goes you like this song <laughs> something wrong with him but uh oh man it is a great song but that acoustic version i was like i it nearly brought me to tears this game like this is the, the only way i could like this game will take you on an emotional roller coaster and within the opening of the game up to saying the last of us part two i guarantee you i went <gasps> like four times but <laughs> catching my breath
1: <laughs> you didn't finish the game mate did you
0: oh no no, right. no.
1: Well, how long is it roughly
0: uh i think it's like 25 hours
1: oh okay see i didn't realize it was that long
0: yeah something something along those lines um i think i'm like maybe like somewhere between eight and ten hours in oh nice but uh brian brian is close to finishing
1: well i know he sent me something on like saturday which i still have not had an opportunity to watch and he's like i sent this to you in private because i don't want to ruin it for anthony he goes, I know you're not going to play the game. So if you want to watch it, like you can. Because I don't know if it was about a particular enemy or particularly ba- particular battle that he was in. It was supposed to be badass. And I just haven't had a chance to watch
0: it yet. Mm-hmm. I, I will say, like, it's like one of those things where, like, it, it, you can, if you, you really, your best bet is to stay away from the game entirely until you can experience it yourself. That being said, the execution is so good that even being told about how things happen, it'll still be better than that.
1: Well, I have now at this point engaged with the whole first game because I edited Brian's Retro Review. Right. (laughs) That's part one. (laughs) Which basically just became a beat-for-beat retelling of the game, which, you know, fair enough. But
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, such a treat. Uh, And just, you know. Also, just wrecking me every time I play it. It's just making... (laughs) I guess I'm going to do other things now and feel bad. (laughs) And I can see why maybe you're not loving the game, if that's how it's making you feel. (laughs) But uh, any other news and nuggets before we get into fun and games? No. Well, let's do it. Fun and games. Here we come. Uh, Today, I've got one for you. Which SNL cast member are you? Um, Obviously...
1: Is that current members or?
0: It says uh, from 2019.
1: Oh my god! Sorry, briefest thing. I meant to send it to you and Brian, um, or just anyone in the Spin Tune Slack who wanted to see it. But uh, <laughs> you know, like every once in a while, where you have that weird like brainworm thing where you combine two things that just have no business being combined because your brain is doing that weird thing. Yeah. Um. So someone did Farley Quinn, and it was Chris Farley in. Oh, <laughs> doing now, like one of his like weird like
0: oh faces. yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely like when uh, in black sheep when he uh when, when he's got the blanket over him and he goes
1: i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> i was actually uh, thinking of uh, i was thinking of um not happy gilmore uh billy madison when you know that is correct, it's
0: correct. <laughs> 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 all right this one's a uh, 20 question quiz uh, I did not take it prior to this, so I apologize in advance if it goes south fast. Which adjective hits home? Goofy, smart, aloof, edgy? Smart. Okay. Are you into politics? Yes? No?
1: Awfully binary. Um, how does one define being into politics? I guess... Feels yes. like a no. Okay. <laughs> uh, wait, did the second season of The Politician come out? Yes. Yes. I think I got an email from Netflix about that, Um, but I don't think I read the email. I think I just saw the thing and was like, I'm going to have to go (laughs) back and see if that's out because I was expecting it to be out like
0: later this year. Yeah, it was like last Friday, I think. Because the first season came out like
1: eight months ago. Yeah. (laughs) Like you don't usually get them faster than a year. (laughs) Right.
0: Uh, Do you feel like the world has wronged you? So much. A little bit. No, I'm lucky. A little bit. Do you like to make home videos?
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who are you most like? Mom, dad, grandpa, grandma. I mean, good luck trying to figure that out with the
1: grandparents thing. Um, I guess dad.
0: Okay. Oh, well, then we have to do the advertisement and then we hit next question. Do you have tattoos all over? A couple? One very small one. Nope. Nope. I thought I was going to learn something about you just now. Do you have a good voice? It's amazing. It's pleasant. It's not great. Not great. What are you more likely to wear to a premiere? Street fashion, something classy, jeans and a T? Jeans and a T. I hear that. Are you happy most days?
1: How does one define happy?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> Pick a genre of music. Rap, classical, pop, country? Ew. <laughs> um, I think you're going to have to go pop. Yeah. All right. We have another advertisement, which we will not be skipping. Are you a little bit... Ro- are you... <laughs>
1: Are you a little bit rock star?
0: Yes. Um. No. How much do you read in your spare time? At least an hour a day, fifteen to thirty minutes a day, a couple times a week, a couple times a month. I don't really read.
1: At least an hour a day.
0: Do you tend to attract a lot of romantic interest?
1: (laughs) Was that an option? Was was (laughs) Uh aha? Yeah. Was uh, was sarcastic (laughs) laughter an option?
0: Friends. Friends would call me Dorky, Cool, Artsy, Master. Master? (laughs) What? Whoa! Uh,
1: Sorry, Dorky, Cool, what or Master?
0: Artsy or Master. I
1: guess cool?
0: Yeah, that's a weird. Are you athletic? Yes. Do you swear all the times? Sometimes, if I'm really feeling it, barely. All the time. All the (laughs) time. Which kind of comedy do you like best—deadpan, slapstick, or sarcastic?
1: Hmm, it's a tough.
0: One. That's tough. That is tough.
1: I'm I'm torn between deadpan and sarcastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I guess think, I think deadpan
0: is more your is more you.
1: The thing is, I deploy both really often.
0: <laughs> you deploy both, but I feel like you laugh harder at deadpan.
1: Yes, I mean we we've discussed what we do in the shadows quite a bit.
0: Yeah. All right. Which holiday do you like best? Halloween, New Year's, Thanksgiving, or Labor Day? Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. Turkey. Football. Stuffing. Eh. Are you always looking for love? Yes? No.
1: <laughs> I feel like this is a trap
0: after that question earlier. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I guess no, which probably informs the first one.
0: Are you a mama's boy slash girl? Yes? No. Sure. Okay. You got, oh, you're Colin Jost. <laughs> many people look up to you for your guidance and intelligence. You're a pillar of strength for many, but don't cater to anyone and you tell it like it is.
1: <laughs> a lot of that's true, but it's also making me wonder how much of a douchebag I am in real life that I didn't
0: realize. <laughs> Come on, you can't
1: tell me whether you like him or not, that he isn't doesn't give off strong douchebag vibes.
0: I don't get that from him at all. Uh, yeah. No, I like he's, he's one of my favorites.
1: No, I mean, he is funny, but there's like seems to be very little question in my mind that he's a douchebag.
0: Huh? no, that's funny. I don't get that vibe at all. Uh, it's time for our flick of the week. The King of Staten Island. Released in 2020, rated R with a two hour and 16 minute runtime. Scott has been a case of arrested development since his firefighter dad died. He spends his days smoking weed and dreaming of being a tattoo artist until events force him to grapple with his grief and take his first steps forward in life. Uh, That's your IMDb synopsis. Uh, Why don't you kick us off with your tweet-length review?
1: Well, first I want to say, because of the whole weird buffering thing, I read that description several times because it's right there and I had to back out of the thing to put it back on and so you kept reading it as I was getting ready to play it again. And for whatever reason, the syntax of that sentence really threw me. Yeah, a case of arrested development. I was like, "Is that how you say that?" And if not,
0: I why can't we get that right in the, the official like log line of the fucking <laughs> well, movie? I, I've been I've been wondering, I've been wondering how like what those how those actually get populated. That's a good question because it's not it does not seem to be it's not like an official synopsis.
1: Well, I don't know because. Uh, uh, like, it's on IMDb, right? It pulled right, right to your Plex, so I'm assuming that is the official synopsis.
0: Well, it's from IMDb. The IMDb is what pulls the Plex. Okay. Uh, it's the it's just the wording, the phrasing of it. Sometimes if you look in, like, taglines that are written by people or, like, parts that are written by people, oh, there's, there's like, a synopsis section. I don't know if it gets voted on or something, but sometimes the same synopsis shows up as written by some random person. Hmm. So I don't know exactly how that works, That's but I don't question. think it's, like, the official synopsis of, like, the marketing team of the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, I, would, okay. I would, I would, I would assume that if the marketing team worked on the synopsis, uh, it would flow a little bit better and be easier for me to read without having to slow down.
1: <laughs> yes. There were some speed bumps there and it's not yeah. your fault. It's definitely not your fault. Um, anyway, my tweet length review, a slow, inconsistent start gives way to a heartfelt, if surprisingly unpolished for Judd Apatow, second half, a less extreme in both the good and bad. Version of Silver Linings Playbook, six point mm. five out of ten.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, behind that, I said a raw emotional comedy, kicking the Vince Gilligan theory into high gear. This flick is pure heart and pure Apatow. Seven out of ten.
1: So, feels like we saw this pretty similarly then.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, overall, I mean, I, you know what it is. We got to be honest with you. I didn't actually did not realize. I didn't know about Judd Apatow being involved in the movie just from like random marketing that I had heard prior like i just like i knew it was like the movie that would be davidson that's all i knew about
1: it i forgot about it and then remembered it as i was like firing up the movie
0: yeah and it definitely has all of the hallmarks um it's uh i will say that being said not knowing that going in the bar that i had set for the movie was very low so was mine um which definitely helped it um maybe a bit I think that, like, I think maybe if I could have, I, I might have, maybe I might have landed at like a six or a six and a half had I not been anticipating it to be very throwaway. Well, actually, I
1: had low expectations, and the first, like, third of the movie, like, met or even exceeded. <laughs> the first
0: third of the movie, you went, uh <laughs>
1: Yeah, the, the first third of it, like, met or even exceeded in the, like, the negative direction sure. my low expectations for it. Um, and I still ended up feeling more positive than not when it was over because the second half I thought was legitimately pretty strong.
0: Yeah. No, it's I, like I agree.
1: It's almost felt like the way that like a lifespan of like you like, taking on a project goes where it's like, it's really rough early on and it figured itself out by the end. And, and mm-hmm. I was like, kind of wondering, it was like, well, you know, they don't usually like shoot movies chronologically necessarily. But it felt
0: that way for sure.
1: Right? And like it's like, you know, yeah. and, you know, you have chances to edit it and this isn't his first movie by like far. Like and you have a chance to like rewrite drafts and everything mm-hmm. and it's like why does it feel like it just kept building from bad to, okay, we kind of get this now by the end.
0: Right. So I actually think I have an answer to that. And that is early on in the movie. um, It's it, where it feels very, very amateur. You're dealing with, I, I i don't mean this as like a slide against the, the actors playing the parts. It's like, it's almost like an amateur space, right? Uh, when, when it's Pete and his friends, it doesn't feel very, it's not as strong as the rest of the movie.
1: I guess and that could be it too.
0: the, uh, I was listening to an interview with Judd Apatow on uh, actually on Justin Long's podcast. And he was talking about the style of allowing like improv and roofing to get its way into the scene uh, and how like, that's kind of his style for shooting a lot of it. Mm-hmm. He said, most of the time it's like, these are the marks that I want you to hit and the story beats that I want you to hit, but they will shoot and reshoot and shoot until they get where they want and let the actors do their thing. And when you have once, I feel like any of the scenes where you have Bill Burr in, you get a lot of that where it's like it's like it's damn near perfect. Like it's like it feels so real. They feel like they really like connecting as characters, and and it's also usually very funny or very emotional. And um I I feel like you get that most in the, in the latter part of the movie when you're bring bringing in the heavier hitters. Like you have Bus- Buscemi in it, which blew me away. Like I was like, there was the first scene with him in it where it was like, he was like kind of off the camera. I was like, wait, was that? Who I think it was, <laughs> <laughs> and then he was actually in the movie. So there was that. It's like uh, like the the series of firefighters. Like that whole cast, I feel like did a great job. Uh, Marisa Tomei ooh, definitely like like did a great job, like pulling her like with with her and Pete. Like they had good chemistry. Yeah, uh, Pete Davidson and and uh, Maud I thought they had really good chemistry. It was really just the the roughest parts were just the group of friends. And I think yeah. it was because the light, for whatever reason, they kept shining it on that one friend who just wasn't that strong to me. As an the actor.
1: the one who actually let him tattoo him or whatever.
0: No, no, he's funny. I think he's funny. I think it's the other guy that who's like house they were in. Okay, that that wasn't that funny. Um, well, I I do
1: agree with your thesis in general, but there's even some specifically rough like line readings by like Davidson early on. Sure, and and actually even. I wasn't a fan of Marissa Tomei early in the movie either. Um, Mm. I thought both of them got stronger, her more so, but she's also the better actress. Um, I don't know that Pete Davidson totally knocked it out of the park in this. I thought he was okay. He was better than I feared he would be. Um, But there's some inconsistency throughout.
0: Yeah, there is something to be said there where it it feels like, he was less funny and missing the mark when he was trying to deliver comedic lines. But when he when it was more of like a of an emotional scene or what what definitely felt a little bit like riffing, it, it was far better.
1: Yeah, um, I also think you know I wasn't expecting much of him because he's not really a leading man. Um, sure. I mean, really, he's not much in the way of an actor. Like he's like a he's a comedian, like right. Um, and so maybe he'll get better with time. I'm, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan of his in general. Mm-hmm. He does have some funny lines once in a
0: while. Yeah. Um, oh my god. He de- there. There are a handful of things. There, sometimes his when his delivery goes into deadpan rapid fire, like <laughs> that's when I crack up the most with him.
1: Yeah. I mean, he did have some good like deadpan like zingers in this. Um, <sighs> there was the other thing with this movie was I knew it was gonna be dark i knew it was going to be like let's call it a dramedy or whatever like sure i was i think that's part of why i was turned off like the first half of this movie is not funny like at all
0: no it's 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 very like high school immature funny but at the same time that was i feel like it's like an establishing grounding for where this character is in his life
1: yeah but i like but it's not just him either, though. You know, it, it, mm-hmm. I think what you said though is right. Like, it's not like it wasn't just not funny by design. Like the couple of times they tried to elicit a laugh, like they failed. And yeah. They did better later on. Now, part of that is like you said, you have like legitimately good. Like you have an actual professional comedian, and Bill Burr, who gets some of even if it's not his lines, like it's the play between of him and like Pete Davidson or whoever is in the scene with him, like him and Shemmy. However, you want to. Yeah, you know, cut up which scene, but so like that's definitely a part of it. But like the early on, I was like, man, like I knew this was going to be dark, but I was expecting it to be balanced by the funny, like you know, like the idea of like the sweet and savory, like you know, yeah. like sweet and spicy. You know, I need some funny with my dark in yeah, this yeah. style of movie, and like I just wasn't getting it. I was like, oh, if the whole movie is going to be like this. This is going to be a rough
0: it. it would have been, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. If the, if it stayed like that, I, it would have been by the end. You would have just been like, oh well. <laughs> well that's
1: why yeah. I drew like the parallel to like Silver Linings where it's like it's like you're supposed to feel uncomfortable by, by the yeah. first half of this movie so like I got that It was just like I don't trust that there's gonna be a payoff to this mm-hmm. uh, so far um, and it was actually similar with like Silver Linings I remember people were like going nuts but I was a little bit of a late adopter to that one whereas like I watched, remember watching the first half of that movie and I was like if this doesn't start to turn around in like the next 10 minutes like i'm gonna have to turn this movie off because hmm. it's and it wasn't because it was bad it was just so dark it was and depressing heavy. and heavy that i was just like ah, oh, i can't
0: watch this anymore
1: like this is mm-hmm. making me uncomfortable which is the point
0: yeah you might not be down for the last of us <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe it's different well but that that's that's the thing though is like When you're talking about like the king of Staten Island and it's got a bunch of comedic actors and you expect to have some laughs, like when it's when it's something called the Silver Linings Playbook, you expect there to be some sort of good that comes from the bad. Like you
0: you could say it a silver lining. Yeah, that's
1: the whole point of a silver (laughs) lining. Like it's different when you go in knowing it's gonna be super dark, like and like like that's all that you're getting from it. Like that's different than. I'm expecting a bit of both. Like I want to get tugged on my heartstrings of like in all directions here. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Here's yeah. some dark, here's some light, you know, maybe it's not going to be 50 50, but it'll be both.
0: For sure. No, I, 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 I see where you're coming from. And I, yeah, it's definitely it, when the, I completely agree with that when it, when it started off, I was like, I was like almost like forcing myself to laugh like a, a little bit in the beginning. I was like, okay, if like because if I don't get if this is what it's gonna be like, I'm gonna have to open up to this. Otherwise, I'm really gonna not enjoy my time. But it it turns around relatively. I thought relatively quickly once the movie takes a minute to get going. Um, I feel like sometimes his movies do that. They like they do sit in a spot for a, maybe a little bit too long here and there. Uh, but once if his sister gonna, goes if were... off to school and the movie starts, then. It yeah, but up. the
1: problem is, it takes for her to actually go to school. Like that's like forty minutes.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, it's a long movie.
1: Like if you're gonna do some trimming on this movie, it has to be in the first act. Like a lot of movies, uh, I, it's I like, agree. A lot of movies, it's the third, uh, the middle act. You know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. like the bridge between the the beginning and the ending is usually what like is bloated. In this case, it was the beginning of the movie. It's like right. Um and actually, if you want, like that kind of goes into like my least favorite part of the movie. Yeah, hit me. And I, you may, I already, I, I want you to know that I consider this already. You may kind of criticize my choice, but, like, I'm going in with, like, both eyes open. My least favorite part of the movie was actually the basement scene where they're all together. That's um, and, mine. Oh, really? Because, yeah. like, I understand the importance of that scene yeah, yeah. as far as setting up the dynamic and kind of who these people are. But, man, and again, I know you're supposed to feel a bit uncomfortable by this movie. Mm-hmm. but it was too much like that really really rubbed me in the wrong way that whole scene
0: yeah it was the, it it's it's like the, you're drawing you're like walking a fine line right because like the jokes aren't going to be tasteful but sometimes there are things that just felt like in that scene in particular things just felt in bad taste mm-hmm. and it, it, it I, I almost like it definitely it it's partially the writing but the delivery too and like it was there, especially like knowing like there's a lot of heaviness behind what's act- like the actual story like it's i yeah. don't know it just felt it was a little off no that's it's for sure honestly, because the- it's kind of like his stand-up he'll go into some of those things like in his stand-up and you know he'll unseat you and make you uncomfortable with the delivery but the way that it's set up and knocked down in the stand-up is like it it's it is a mechanic that's used sometimes yeah. uh it definitely lingered a little bit too long and it doesn't jive well with the rest of the movie. Even if the theme was there, it's just the execution was not right.
1: There's no I'll say quote-unquote good way to do jokes about hey, my dad died. Right. But there's a difference between we're gonna play this for the black humor and oh, this is a cry for help and it, on the screen, it's clearly a cry for help Mm -hmm. which it's, again, why I get why it's important. But it almost felt like that scene's even a cry for help in real life. Which, yeah. again, he's literally cried for help in real life, too. Sure. And like we know that this movie and a lot of the stand-up and little jokes... like The reason he keeps making jokes about his dad dying is because he doesn't know how else to get through it and process right. it. But... It felt too real in a bad way, like in a scary way. In that scene, yeah,
0: yeah, and like almost like, should I stop now and call someone? Yes, and, like and and not know. Wow, you did a really good job of really conveying that emotion. It almost it, yeah. It was it was. I I know exactly what you're saying, and that's why also that that basement scene is also my least favorite part of the movie.
1: Okay, so I'm glad I wasn't like totally alone on that. Because I, even when no. I was like writing it, I was like. Like I get why this scene happens in the movie, and I even mm-hmm. actually like to the point of like, I actually don't know how you set up the dynamic any other way. Sure. Other than to say better, like could you set it up better? Uh,
0: better. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like do that. Yeah. Which is but, always like it's always the worst type of criticism to do is to not have some sort of alternative to hand out. Like like you can't maybe not this but X. Yeah. <laughs> like it feels it always feels bad to be like. No, just no. <laughs>
1: well, Or even like, no, do this, but just not like this. Like, do yeah. it just generally better.
0: Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I will say that blew me away is that that's the first time um, that we see uh, w- her name was Belle Pauly, yes. the actress's name, uh, doing just a insanely (laughs) spot-on accent for a lot of people that I grew up with.
1: (laughs) Which is incredible, considering she's British. Right. (laughs) That's the best part. (laughs) Yeah, it was a pretty good like, and I wouldn't say that I'm like an expert on the Staten Island accent, despite the fact that I know you and a handful of other people from Staten Island. Uh, But yeah, no, it was like, it was definitely good as a version of that accent.
0: Yeah. Yeah, It's, uh, it's it was just funny. It's like, oh, I went to high school with her. <laughs> like that's, that's exactly what it felt like. <laughs> but uh it was it, it was fun. Um yeah, Well, all right, that was your that was your least favorite part. Now, I mean, we're in we're, we're going to go into spoiler territory only like there's not really this movie's more about the execution. Like there's not like a, a a tremendous amount to spoil story-wise, um but we're going to talk specifics. So, if you want to see the movie and you don't want specifics spoiled for you, uh Maybe now's the time to pause, watch the movie come back. But let's go into it. What are some of your favorite, favorite moments?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was pretty great.
1: In the middle. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> because we've all had that moment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But
0: of of pseudo singing for
1: me because I do know the word.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. Oh man, that those uh, you got love the Wallflowers, <laughs> seen the Wallflowers. I, oh,
1: I love the Wallflowers and all of their song.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not fair. <laughs> it's kind of fair. It's pretty fair. It's kind of, it's kind of fair. Their, they they their that that, that one th- album is is good. What's up? I only know of the of the one album that that was on.
1: <laughs> yeah, their their second best known song is a cover. So
0: <laughs> which song?
1: Um, Heroes. The oh
0: uh, no, I was it. Their second best song is Sixth Avenue Heartache. No, it's the Hardik, second best Harprick. known song. That is, the, that is known. That was a single. It was a hit. It was, uh, huge. Never, it was on the radio. It. it was all over the place. You, you'd know it if you heard it. Maybe. Uh, I just uh, know
1: that they did a cover of Heroes. It was in the terrible Godzilla movie with Matthew Broderick. Um, that's the only one. Oh,
0: movie. wow. Blast from the past. I have this great toy from that movie. And it was a jet. And it had a little claw mark that you could pull on to make it look like Godzilla swatted the jet out of the sky. <laughs> nice.
1: Nice. <laughs> also another movie, another song that was made for a movie that the music video has scenes from the movie. Yeah. And I only know that because every once in a while, and it's like maybe every couple of weeks, we watch watching TV and you know, you do that thing where it's like, you're you say, I'm going to sit down and watch this thing. Right. Or these things. Like I'm gonna watch a recording, I'm gonna watch sit down, and watch a movie, whatever it is, and then it's done. But you're not really ready to go to bed. And
0: uh-huh. One of my
1: favorite things to put on is MTV Classic 90s Nation, and yeah. that video was on a couple weeks ago. And I was like, Ooh. Oh yeah, that's right. This was in that movie that I don't remember at all, other than the part in Madison Square Garden at the end.
0: Yeah, yeah, that pretty much sums up my memory of the movie as well. <laughs> <laughs> Something with an egg might be a sequel. Not gonna get there.
1: <laughs> Hank Azaria is a cameraman, right?
0: Right. <laughs> oh man. Uh. Well, back to the King of Staten Island. Uh, <laughs> I will say one of my favorite. Well, I. I'll start with my absolute favorite scene, and it's a set of scenes of Pete walking the kids to school. That montage, I could have watched the whole movie with that ridiculousness. It was so silly, and like the kids, like becoming like his best friends. Yes, and like him really bonding with them. And it honestly, was,
1: it was so it, sweet and nurturing in a way that it had no business being.
0: Right, uh, mostly, mostly, the scene with him dropping the daughter off and the teacher being like, "This isn't okay."
1: <laughs> Although I have to say, that went from "This isn't okay" to "Okay,
0: now you're my bitch." In do the, do, can you can you do the paints? No, yeah, just over here. But I said no. <laughs> As he's doing, <laughs> not just I said no.
1: No! <laughs> As he's doing
0: it. <laughs> oh man, and the whole uh, uh the drawing reveal that he actually is very good at drawing. Yes. But that, that was that was very sweet. Still a little uh,
1: confused on Ice Flash. Um I feel like he's mostly just Iceman and not at all the flash but
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Um Oh, the little girl, <laughs> the little girl singing. I don't necessarily agree with the sentiment, but that was amazing.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh,
0: what a beautiful morning.
1: Okay. Yeah, don't agree with the sentiment, but yeah, no, that was beautiful.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like what? <laughs> oh man, that's very very silly. Uh, when he goes to pick up the kids for the first time, and the mom's like, "Who are you?" <laughs> yeah. You and he think. has to explain would... it, and he's like, "Yeah, you don't have to tell me it's weird. I know it's weird." <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, first of all. Are you weird? Yes.
1: Very weird. Okay. If you were really weird, you wouldn't admit it. <laughs> <laughs> Is this okay? I think he's okay. I'm not sure, but I think he's okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, giving that, that little kid the tattoo or starting to give him the tattoo was, a, was also a pretty great scene. It, that was almost a little bit too much on the nonsense funny side. But...
1: Well, also horrifying though. Yeah. Like, how can some... Listen, they are stupid fuck-ups. No one is that stupid, like, much of a stupid fuck-up who isn't, like, just a flat-out bad person. And, like, for the most part, like, I understand that three of, the- yeah, three of them went to jail. But, like, until that point, they didn't seem, like, that bad a group of guys. Right. Actually, I actually have to say, weirdly, like, jarring where, like, it just doesn't really fit, actually, with their other shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Like, at no point before that do we have, like, any thought that they're, like, criminal. Like, you just think they're kind of, like, ne'er-do-wells.
0: Right. Well, aside from selling drugs.
1: But, like, I think we've kind of rewritten that in, like, the context of society. Like, they weren't selling heroin.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Th- well, they were selling weed it's and a so couple fair. of se- Xanax. They S- selling prescription drugs does lead usually to one to something else. Though. Sure,
1: but, like, I'm just saying one of them usually involves a lot of death. and For sure. Like, one <laughs> right. of them... Typically, maybe hopefully doesn't.
0: That's that's fair. Um
1: But it did seem like most like the majority of their operation was made. So
0: the the one kid that he's like almost like a weird big brother father figure to the, the the very short kid, which was really I did not realize how short he was or how, I don't know how tall Pete Davidson is, but either he's really tall or the other kids really short or it's a combination of both. But when they were playing basketball together, I was like, is there some sort of weird force perspective thing going on here? Because they're making him look like he doesn't even exist on the screen.
1: Also, I love that you said that he was like his like brother slash father, because it reminded me of semi pro when <laughs> Will Farrell's talking about how Andy Richter is his brother. Slash son, and he's only like one year younger than him.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but his name, uh, Igor, that was his name in the movie. He was, uh, in the Kings of Summer. Do you remember that movie?
1: I remember that it exists.
0: Uh, he He was great in that movie, but he also played like a slightly strange, like, has some really funny lines, but it's just like, he'll say a thing kind of like seemingly off screen where like, um, where the entire audience and the people on screen turn to him and go, what? <laughs> you know, like he just has like that kind of delivery, which yeah. I think was really funny. But finding out that th- his girlfriend was real was a tremendous thing to pepper in. in oh yeah. the- <laughs> That was such a great thing to add. During I the, did actually for a visit. while
1: or after a while, I did kind of expect it was going to happen considering... Yeah how, like, rote and, like, routine and, like, certain all of them were. No, he's not real. Like, either that has to blow up in his face spectacularly, where it's, like, it, it has to happen earlier in the movie. Like, you can't pay that out at the end, I think, if it's yeah, yeah. That, that she's fake. Uh And, like, they were just so it was so practiced and, no, not real, not real. Like, it, where it's, like, okay, she's gonna end up being real somehow. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Oh, man. When they, um, when they robbed that, uh, drugstore, I, I really thought one of them was going to die. Well, especially when the one got shot. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, I have to say, as much as they blamed him for being a bad lookout, I'm pretty sure they were in the building the whole time. Yeah. Yep. Or or at least they came in through the back door, and there was just really no way he could have seen them. No,
0: no, it wasn't. It was Because
1: like if they were going to play that part of it for the comedic effect, you would see them walk right past him and then walk in through the front door and him just totally be oblivious to it. Mm-hmm. And like they're just in the store all of a sudden. Yeah, and no, there they clearly they, they had were, to. Have been they a were back in door. there,
0: like living upstairs or something. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, no, that was that was dumb. <laughs> um,
1: also, actually, I did think it was a little funny, and that was one of the few times I think where they actually did do the balance of this is really dark, but also it's funny at the same time. Like it was one of the few scenes that really nailed that. You <laughs> up? You up? You up? you up, yeah. yeah, you yeah. Up. <laughs> like Waterfuck, as if what a fuck, what a fuck, what a fuck. <laughs> like what a fuck, what a fuck was great actually, but like. <laughs> You've already heard gunfire. They don't need to be informed. Right. They're in it. The bullets are whizzing past them. Yep. I love how he's calling them and leaving them voicemails. Yeah. And and then
0: all of their phones have the ringer on.
1: And all of them are different joke ringers. Yeah. And like he's doing some sort of Marco Polo game with the ringers across the
0: (laughs) star. Yeah. It's almost like I feel like uh, I'm laughing like Lois on that scene. And I'm like, stop, stop. It's too much shtick.
1: Yeah. <laughs> also, if you announce comically that you're standing your ground, does it still apply to stand your ground loss?
0: <laughs> uh, the other one that I have to mention, uh, favorite scene wise, was when he goes into the tattoo parlor and the guy is treating him like a total douche and he goes but like what if someone were to come in and ask for like a ridiculous tattoo like a grim reaper with a confederate flag wrapped around him or <laughs> and they just describing the tattoos on this ridiculously gigantic man in the chair who's getting more and more <laughs> like that delivery that was what i was talking about like that was like the deadpan very rapid fire delivery that i was like this is that is a that right there like that's something that he should really like hold on to because like when he does that, because I've heard him do that before for other things, that cracks me up. Yeah. What if you want to get
1: a tattoo of Jake and his face, but you hate Jake? Jake's a douchebag. (laughs) 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 Oh man. That
0: was are you do you really want to do this right now? Oh that was fun. Also Um, I have
1: to say I'm a little disappointed that he never comes back and wins a fight. Because he gets his shit kicked in in the first fight. Then it's like, okay, now I'm mad and I'm gonna do well. And then he gets his comically gets his shit kicked in. Again. Oh,
0: are you joking about when they're fighting for tips?
1: Yeah, and then he fights Bill Burr and he gets owned again. Uh-huh. And then it's like, oh shit! No, now you're talking about like my dad. And now, like that's when you expect him, and like he still loses. Like yeah. he loses every single time.
0: Well, it's funny that yeah, I it's. I thought he was gonna at least get like, like land a hit or two against. Yeah, like a good shot. Team.
1: Even if he then comes and gets pissed and like kills him, like
0: I got the vibe from the tip fights that he was enjoying the abuse. There is probably
1: an aspect of that, um, because we know that that's part of why he gets the tattoos. Actually, it's mm-hmm. probably a little bit. Undersold, like where, like I don't think we got like a full pale. Like I know he said something, but again, maybe that one was one where Deadpan doesn't really work. Where he's right. saying it to Bill Burr when he's like asking him why he gets tattoos, like when he's first getting it and it's in pain, uh-huh. and it's like that's the only time they really like pull back the curtain on it. And I do think it was good, but it could have been better, right? Um, right. I don't think they really conveyed the masochistic side of the losing the fights thing, um, and it's like an outlier where it's like there's two of those times where it didn't seem like he was just setting up for the beatdown, like rather it seemed like he legitimately wanted to to vent his own frustrations, like right. when Kelsey comes to. The restaurant like that's when he fights the little guy after that night and it's like okay no he's gonna do the thing where he snaps and vents his frustration mm-hmm. and he gets dropped by like a little guy and then same thing like bill bar like he gets owned by him again and then like he i think well he says something about his dad right yeah and he jumps out of the pool to go attack him again and he gets immediately shut down again it's like those times feel much more like he's legitimately trying to find an outlet for his rage and it right. doesn't pay off
0: yeah, no, that, that, that's for sure. I guess the only thing that, um, the the only other thing that, like, they they, they did like one point that that opening scene was very heavy. Yes, of him driving and then close, like that was that was super dark. And I was Which, like, oh, this is the movie we're yes. watching. <laughs> Which
1: also, though, if you're gonna do setup of, hey, here's this person, they're clearly not right, they clearly need help, they're clearly making a call for help so much more effective than the basement scene. Yeah. Because it makes you uncomfortable in a good way where it's that you connect to what happens in that scene. Right. Whereas I like reject what happens in the basement scene. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: For sure. For sure. Oh man. The uh, giving Bill Burrow, the the series of tattoos on his back, which were uh, everything he asked him not to do plus also what he wanted to do and one really good thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> or two <laughs> which is actually
1: really really fucked up yeah <laughs> also i don't understand how no one's spo- like because he's gonna see it eventually yeah and it's like he's gonna flip no matter how good the good tattoo is he's gonna flip eventually for how bad the rest of it like and as far as pranks go like these pranks are permanent
0: yeah yeah well they have a laser removal uh, <laughs> but that's
1: gonna—they're gonna break that laser using it for his whole
0: back. <laughs> oh man, uh, it was—it it was fun though. Uh, that the whole—it's <laughs> yeah, you go get a ta- you get a tattoo and other people are eating there. We call it Ruby Tattoos Days. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was another one that really cracked me up. It's uh, like a
1: medical procedure. You don't get surgery and also at <laughs> <Ulstack> dinner.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Bill Burr is. He he's another one like he's one of those people that it doesn't even matter what he's saying he's funny and it's because of his voice and delivery of any line whether it's a line of comedy or not well he does indignant
1: as good as anyone mm-hmm. like where because a lot of times when people do it they come off as really annoying and he's never annoying
0: <laughs> Yeah. yeah yeah uh, he, he cracks me up though and the, this that ridiculous mustache that he has the whole movie it's fluttering.
1: Wait, it was literally flapping.
0: one's <laughs> uh, fun. Um, and then the last, the last thing that I have here is just something that needed to be mentioned was the absurdity of the guy that <laughs> that that comes stumbling in while he's high and he's sitting in the driveway of the fire station <laughs> and he's like, "What happened to you? Did you get stabbed?" And then he like he said, "My vape pen exploded." I fell on a thorn bush. I fell. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, they I said
1: like gymnastics. I, yeah.
0: <laughs> that whole thing, dude. Let me you, let me use your license. You look nothing like me. It'll yeah, work. You'll be fine. It'll be fine. Sure. <laughs> like, why would you trust that person?
1: <laughs> like, like there's so many warning signs that like Pete Davidson like just doesn't really pick up on. He goes, "Hey, do you think there's a, a metal detector here? Why? Don't worry about it. I'll tell you later." <laughs> 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 it's like oh, because you have a weapon on you, obviously.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that 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 whole thing was silly. Also cracked me up. But uh, yeah, overall, I mean, it was like a oh so another thing to circle back to. I, I did. I think they did. Uh, Pete and Maude did very good brother sister on screen. Mm. If they actually pulled that off, and. Um, The scene when he goes to party with her at school. That was actually
1: one of my favorite scenes. That whole montage was really strong.
0: And then leaving (laughs) that montage was strong and then leaving and then like her talking to him for a little bit about it and he's like he considers for, I think he even says it like forty seconds going to college, and then he's like, like and inevitably goes like, nah, and she goes, that's it, that's all. Like you just like you're gonna think about it for like that, like a, that's it, and then it's over. And he's like, that oh, was like a forty second walk. It was a pretty long time.
1: <laughs> yeah, he goes, yeah, yeah. I think he says, yeah, he says that was like a forty second walk. I think that's a proper amount of contemplation. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that cracked me up. Uh, yeah she I always feel bad for the, 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 the his sister in that scene like where she she's basically like the before she's leaving. also one thing movies need to stop doing is like you don't graduate, have a party and go to college the next day. That's not how life works. and I think we need to do a better job of portraying the movement of time between yes. those events.
1: <laughs> I will say it didn't feel like she went away the next day, but like
0: maybe ten days. I don't know, because it did seem like she was packing, and then went to the graduation party, and then came home the next morning to leave.
1: <laughs> I mean, maybe. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it did seem like there was a passage of a very small amount of time. Like, it did feel like it was a week or so, but, like, no more than that. Yeah. Like, where it's like, hey, we had the party, uh, like, I'm leaving tomorrow, or, like, next week. And it's like, but you have, like, the whole summer.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I actually did like for the most part, the Kelsey and what, well, I feel like I should remember his name considering I was literally just watching the movie a couple of hours ago. What mm-hmm. the hell was his, his name in this?
0: Pete, Scott. David, that's it. Scott. Yeah.
1: Um, I did like the Kelsey Scott relationship. Um, mm-hmm. for the most part, uh, I found it to be kind of an interesting dynamic. I, I really felt bad for him that he couldn't figure out how to do that. Like, I shouldn't be rooting for him to succeed in his manipulations, but it's like on the other hand, he was like literally homeless, Uh, so I felt bad that he couldn't quite figure out how to do that. Like, he goes to jail, calls him, and like it's the second thing he asks him is like hey, can I live in your place while you're gone? And it's like, there's gotta be a better way to do that, dude. And then it's like oh, let me go, like, screw my ex and see if I can live with her. And like, if he had approached it like almost any other way he probably would have got what he wanted
0: or like exactly the opposite way
1: yo yeah, well, that too but i'm saying even if we can't manage to flip the spectrum
0: entirely yeah. like
1: let's say we can course correct 10% um
0: i feel like that when would he's have when he's better. walking down the steps in his boxers hey man can i bunk in your room ain't gonna happen bro damn
1: <laughs> why was on his pants on <laughs>
0: yeah put your clothes on uh like before so you leave the house yeah
1: <laughs> but it's great like I don't know why I, because she did annoy me a little bit at times, but her pie in the sky, "I'm gonna fix New York, I'm super weird. I'm gonna make Staten Island great again was really yeah. Um, there's layers to that. Um, um, yes, there is the weird, the weird date, like not even taking the bait, just be like, "But Staten Island is great." Yeah, and it's like <laughs> okay, bud. Um, I forget, didn't she make? some sort of line about what he looked like. And it was not what I was picturing because I was thinking that chef, the salt Bay guy who was like doing the, <laughs> the oh,
0: well, about what who looked like
1: the, the date. the
0: Oh yeah. I, I don't, I don't remember. She
1: made some lines It was like, oh, it's funny. Cause I was thinking salt Bay. Cause the, yeah. mostly because of the ponytail and the mustache. But um, she, I, I did laugh. I think it's unintended. Maybe it was intentional. I viewed it as unintentional humor when she says, I like, just picked the hottest guy I could find on Tinder. And I was like, him?
0: Right. It was extremely it's,
1: Jason Bateman in Arrested yeah, Development vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Does,
0: what is it? It's as plain as the nose on Egg's face? What is it? It's
1: as <laughs> nose as the, as the, <laughs> the plane on Egg's face.
0: <laughs> oh, man. What a great show. Uh, yeah, their, their relationship was uh, ends up actually being... Really well crafted on screen, and because uh, she calls him on his bullshit better than the mom. Does. Yeah, and uh, and it's and it's great, and it's I actually I really I did appreciate how much the movie was about her and what she had to deal with, the mom had to deal with. Yeah, as much as it was about what he's dealing with.
1: Yes, although and, like, I think maybe they took too long to establish that she's been wrong too, like by not giving a more complete picture of the father and Mm -hmm. not pushing him a little bit more like that. It's like so stark when the time comes. Uh, And and the thing is, to some extent, actually I can even relate and and maybe she did the right thing, right? Putting him on his ass completely. I actually really didn't like the way it went down when he comes back.
0: Oh, and she laughs him out of the house basically.
1: Yeah. Like that was like, you don't have to, throw a parade or even let him back in the house i just yeah, didn't it think felt a that was a way to handle that yeah it was cruel like yeah because i didn't view her kicking him out as cruel the first time around that mm-hmm. felt cruel and i didn't understand that where it's like okay like he's clearly not there yet he's still in the first leg of his journey but like he's actually trying to engage in the process mm-hmm. like a small bit of encouragement there probably goes a long way
0: Yeah, but there's also the layers of what what she's dealing with. It's not...
1: Sure, and that's why I'm saying, like, I'm willing to give her some leeway, but that felt unnecessarily cruel in that moment, not the first one.
0: Yeah, I I would say, I would argue that, like, the only way that you could have improved that is she definitely shouldn't let him stay, but I don't think she would have, like, tricked him into leaving.
1: Yeah. uh, She would have just
0: been, like, up front of, like, we're not there yet, like... Go back to where you are.
1: <laughs> or even just like, it's so not like she, like he's, she's like, Oh my God, I scrubbed a floor and I cleaned a toilet and I yeah. worked hard. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Well, no, like I did work hard for a few days. Like I know, honey, you did a great job. Now get back to it. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. like I feel like something like that, where it's like, no, 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 this isn't over. Like you don't just get to come back. Like you're going to go back out. Like good job, but do more <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so, pop up.
1: Yeah, uh. <laughs> I, was, I was a little confused by why why he's just like dad. <laughs> why uh, why Steve Buscemi's just dad? Like it's not like he's that much older than than Bill Burr, is
0: he? Yeah, I, that one was a little strange. Uh, I don't know. Although I will say, he looked way younger than he usually does in this movie,
1: <laughs> which is weird, right?
0: Right? Yeah, I feel like the last time I saw him, I went, "Damn, Steve's getting old." And then, <laughs> and then when I saw him in this, I was like, he. Went backwards? <laughs> I did kind of
1: find it funny the way that, like, Scott grows on him throughout the course of the movie. Especially yeah. from, like, the, the the harsh, like, beginning of their relationship. Where, But I just love when he's, like, scrubbing in the background and he's, like, he's just being an ass. Like, he's doing it, but he's just being an ass. And he's, like,
0: I kind of like him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why do well, we have to do this anyway? Like, why, why am I cleaning the truck? Why, do, why don't why do I get all shiny for? You gotta go out and get sexy to
1: look why well, you gotta get looking sexy to stop <laughs> on fire? Things just get the, the truck is gonna be on fire. Why does it gotta look <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh man? That's silly. But uh yeah, it was fun. It was a fun movie. It was, it was a not fun. It was well, fun. It was a good movie to watch, I think. It's worth it's worth I think it's worth the watch. It, uh, definitely has its 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 slow start, like we mentioned. It's got its hiccups along the way. But overall I think it's a uh, there's a lot of chemistry and there's a lot of heart in the story. And it, it definitely, while bumpy uh, and clearly has a, a little bit more external influence than maybe usual, it definitely feels like an Apatow movie.
1: Especially the second half. Actually, it, you know, I keep coming back to it. It's so weird. The first third really doesn't feel mm. like him.
0: like No, it, it doesn't.
1: Um, which is is weird, like at this stage in his career, for it to mm-hmm. just feel so out of left field.
0: Yeah, but I do wonder if that has something to do with like the co-writing and the leeway, and how much was like like I, I I'd be curious, like how much influence he was having in those scenes because it, because like you said, it doesn't actually feel like a, like an Apatow in that in that act, but it definitely gets there, and the movie overall feels that way. Yeah. Uh oh, which now I just kind of want to watch the rest of his movies again. Uh, I recently, um, speaking of that, like that whole clan and like all of those people, uh, it always remind, it always like brings, I always ended up back at Jason Siegel and thinking of Forgetting Sarah Marshall, because I think of all of like the movies in this, in that fun genre, uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall is probably my favorite one. Uh, I really love it's
1: pretty great. We just watched on Sunday night. We've been doing. I think I mentioned last week, right? We're doing Sunday night movie night with yeah. uh, the the BLC siblings. So we did "I Love You, Man" nice. on Sunday, uh, which nice. is one of my favorite comedies of all time. Another Jason Segel one, yeah. um, and that one is also really, really fun. I mean, this between- house is exquisite. Yes, I'd like to make an <laughs> offer. <laughs> Uh, Screw you, Hulk!
0: <laughs> I the other day I was uh, scrolling through some tabs and I found uh, what popped up was Dracula's Lament, and I went, "No way!" And it's the I have I now have the chords to play that on the piano, and it's just so good.
1: <laughs> Can you please record that and use that as our intro next week?
0: <laughs> sure,
1: or this week, whatever you get to. You got time? Die. We're doing the recording on the right night. Die
0: die (laughs) i can't
1: can't. (laughs) i'm I'm trying to remember i think we're gonna do forgetting sarah marshall coming up i know we're doing beer fest i know there's oh nice another one as well that's coming up that we're doing so i think we're largely trying to do fun movies
0: yeah good have a good time a few laughs yeah yeah i like that i like that sounds like a good plan any other notes on this one no i think that's good. All right. Well, that's all for this week's episode of Flicks in a Six. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, if you have a movie for us to review or nuggets for us to discuss, you can send those re- requests to Flicks in a Six at com or tweet us at TheSpinTune. Tune in next week for more movie and beer goodness. Until then, I'm Anthony Costanzo. I'm Al Bielsi. Thanks for coming out.